You know my Jesus is all. My Jesus is all. Welcome to Sanctified in Truth with Michael York, a ministry of the Fairview Baptist Church in Ashland, Kentucky. Sanctified in Truth is a daily podcast for followers of Christ who desire to imitate Him and dedicate ourselves fully to the plans God has for us by deepening our love and understanding of God's Word. Our scripture reading today is Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 11. As always, I want to encourage you to read the passage before you listen to the podcast. God's purpose for us is endurance. Endurance isn't an easy word. It's not a pleasant word. Somebody says they endured a meal. It's not exactly a compliment. But there's only one way we develop endurance, and that's through discipline. A runner, a boxer, any athlete has to discipline themselves to endure. And God loves us enough that he will work that endurance into us. The way God does that is through discipline. The word discipline strikes fear in the hearts of many. It frightens us because we fail to understand what it means. We think of discipline and we think of punishment. We think that discipline and punishment are synonymous. The writer of Hebrews chooses the word discipline, though, very intentionally and not the word punishment. Discipline desires training and teaching. Its purposes are not punitive but restorative. God does not punish Christians because Jesus has already taken our punishment. However, God lovingly and graciously disciplines us. Sometimes the discipline of God is in response to poor decisions we make. Sometimes it's preemptive there to teach us and prepare us through testing. The same God who loved us so much that he sent Jesus for us is the same God who disciplines us. We cannot separate those actions. God's not fickle in that one minute he loves us and the next he just wants to zap us. Jesus came to die for us. But he did not die just so we would go to heaven. Jesus died so we would have fellowship with God. And in love, God disciplines us so that our fellowship with him is as delightful and full as possible. It's out of a fatherly discipline, or fatherly wisdom that God disciplines us. His discipline confirms we're children. Remember what the writer of Hebrews said about Jesus. Jesus learned obedience through what he suffered. Now, if it's true of the perfect son of God that he was taught through discipline, how much more should it be true of us? God is disciplining us to prepare us for the peaceful fruit of righteousness, for Christ's likeness. When a parent disciplines their child, ideally, they're doing their best. But what's undisputed, and I say this as a parent, is that we don't know what we're doing all the time. But God does. God knows what awaits us. He prepared good works for us to walk in. So he knows for what he is preparing us. 
For us to resist the discipline of God is for us to resist God's plan for us. It's all about how we choose to see discipline. And when we realize God's discipline is an extension of his love, it is a demonstration of his care and kindness, then we welcome his discipline in our life because we know it's a sign that God has great things for us. As we seek to think through meaning, implication, and applications of this passage, we want to ask ourselves our three basic questions. First, what does this passage tell me about God? Twice here, the writer of Hebrews focuses on the sufferings of Jesus. Jesus endured the cross and despised the shame. Jesus endured hostility and struggled to the point of the shedding of blood. Certainly there can be a focus on the suffering of Jesus that becomes morbid and ultimately distracts us from the purpose of his death by just focusing on the gruesome method of his death. But there is a necessary and helpful attention to the death of Christ that the Bible repeatedly gives. For a Christian, remembering Jesus' death is a reminder of his love. Remembering his death inspires righteousness in our own life. Remembering his death reminds us that our suffering is not isolated. Life is hard. And when we remember the sufferings of Christ, we know we're not alone. We know we're not the first. And we know we're not helpless and hopeless. second question we want to ask is, what does this passage reveal to me about myself and about humanity in general? It's not uncommon in our culture for people to bristle at the Bible's lack of gender-inclusive language. The writer of Hebrews here is addressing a church who would have included men and women, and yet he does not speak of sons and daughters. He only speaks of being sons of God. In no way does the Bible limit the blessings of being a child of God to men. Women are not excluded from God's kingdom. And I would argue that the Bible elevates women far above anything in the ancient world. So why the language of only sons here? We need to remember the distance between us and the ancient world. And in the ancient world, it was primarily, if not exclusively in some places, that men, that sons, were given the benefit and inheritance of the father. Sons were elevated while women were just pushed to the side and told that you're a girl. So when the Bible speaks of all in the kingdom of God as being treated as sons, it uses the language and the culture of the day to say that there would be no second-class citizens in God's family. No one would be pushed aside. All who were in Christ would be loved and treated as Jesus himself is. All who are in Christ are co-heirs in him. What a promise. The third question we want to ask is, what does this passage call me to do? The writer of Hebrews compares the Christian life to a marathon. We run with endurance. Endurance is needed for the long run, not a short sprint. A lot of times we make the Christian life a series of short sprints, quick bursts of energy followed by extended periods of exhaustion and resting. But the Christian life is about running and not stopping. It's about constantly moving forward in faith and not stopping. We may not move with great speed every day, but every day we need to move and to move forward. 
Endurance can do nothing but finish the race. But as we think about finishing the race, it's incumbent upon us to finish the race well. Jesus looked ahead to the joy and the pleasure of his Father and the salvation that he would make possible for us as our pioneer. In the same way, as we endure and run the race of faith, we do so seeking the honor of God and desiring to serve as a witness to God's goodness and worth to everybody else running with us and after us. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode of Sanctified in Truth. Join us tomorrow as we'll discuss Hebrews chapter 12, verse 12 to 17. May everything you say and everything you do today seek to honor God. And whatever you do, take comfort and know that Jesus has already prayed for you, that you will be sanctified in truth. <laughs>